Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Dick. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. To get up and get going, South Coast, it's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang, it's Tim Weisberg. Good morning. Happy Friday to you. Welcome into the program. And I hope that your day is starting off well. We've got a packed show for you today coming up in the 7 o'clock hour. We're going to be talking with EPA Regional One Director, Dr. David Cash, about some EPA job opportunities that are coming up. Uh, They are actually free job job training, if I can speak correctly. Um, Glad that the job that I have doesn't involve talking, right? but offering free job training under the agency's Superfund Job Training Initiative for people in New Bedford and the surrounding areas. So we're going to talk about that in the 7 o'clock hour. And then in the 8 o'clock hour, it's our weekly conversation with New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad. And joining her today will be Ward 6 Councilor Ryan Pereira. So we will uh, talk with them about some things that have been going on in the city, including uh, it won't be a talk about the election itself per se because you know this isn't a campaigning appearance this is a informing people of the business of the city appearance and i know that there's some arguments that people have had about this but uh, we're going to keep having the councilors and the mayor on the air even though the election is ongoing because they are here in their capacity as elected officials to address the business of the city and to be uh forthcoming and, and and answer questions that I may have for them about uh, what's going on with the city's business. So that's, it's different than campaigning. It's all okay under the FCC, no matter what anybody might be thinking, everything's fine. And for those who say, well, that's, that benefits the incumbent. Well, yeah, it does. You know, if, if you're elected to serve, then part of being elected to serve is being answerable to the people who elected you even during a campaign. So We're going to uh, talk to the counselors later on. And then, of course, most of the show is going to be all about you at 508-996-0500 or by sending us app chat messages via the WBSM app or open line voicemails via the WBSM app. And one of the things that I want to discuss this morning 
is you heard Ariel mention that in the news. There's a meeting at 8 o'clock this morning, a, an emergency meeting of the Carver Select Board. And maybe I'm reading too much into this. But this was sent to me. For, I've been following the King Richard's Fair drama throughout the course of the season. I, I like King Richard's Fair. I have friends who work there. I have friends who are huge fans that attend it multiple times over the course of the season. So I don't personally have anything against King Richard's Fair. I think it's a wonderful thing and a great thing that drives people into our region. But I do see where people have a problem with the way that tickets and parking and traffic has been handled this season. I'm reading the comments and, and the responses to those comments. If I was the paying customer, I don't know that I would be satisfied with those responses. And again, I say this as someone who loves, you know, everybody involved with this. I, I, I've been writing stories about King Richard's Fair and going there for years. So this isn't anything against the fair or really anything against any of our local attractions that have been having problems with online ticketing systems the last couple of years. And King Richard's Fair pointed this out in a statement they put on their Facebook page yesterday that in, in a post-COVID world, it's a lot of kind of trial and error to figure out the best new way of handling things. Now, I don't know that bringing COVID into it was necessary for this discussion. But it has changed the way that people expect to be to do things. It used to be years ago, you wanted to go to King Richard's Fair, you showed up when they opened, you parked in the parking lot. If you were one of the people that got the space, great. You got in line, you bought your ticket, you went in. And I remember waiting in line quite a bit to get in there. Now, you don't have to wait in line. You can buy your ticket ahead of time. They just scan you in. You walk right in. But if you're not there early, you're not getting one of those parking spaces. And in the past, people have parked up and down Route 58, which is not a good idea because, first of all, there's, there's a lot of it is people's yards, driveways. It's a busy road, and it's not made for parking on the side of the road. And cars are being towed. They've tried other things like having a satellite lot and a shuttle that brings people back and forth. That had its issues. So the select board had King Richard's Fair representatives come before them in January of this year to talk about how they plan to address some of the problems that they had last season. And I read the minutes of that meeting and it was the select board that was really pushing for this online ticketing to have a specific day of use for the ticket. And that has what, what has led to some of these problems. Because now to get a ticket to the fair, you go online, you select what day you want to go, and then your ticket is good for that day. So if I wanted to go on Sunday, I know Saturday is going to be a washout. It's going to be, you know, tropical storm remnants or tropical storm out, outskirts. So I know Saturday is not going to be a day that I would want to go. But if I wanted to go Sunday and I went online right now and bought tickets... I would select Sunday as the day that I wanted to go. Now, let's just say the storm 
you know, took a turn and we weren't going to get any rain on Saturday. And I said, well, Saturday is a better day for me to go to the fair. I have until 11.59 p.m. tonight to go online and change the date of my ticket to tomorrow. Conversely, if Sunday was going to rain, I have until 11.59 Saturday to go online and change my ticket to next week. And I don't know that people necessarily realize that they have that option. But the bigger problem is that people are driving, they're buying tickets for a certain day, driving here from places far away. And you know how it goes when you've got a, a, a ride in front of you. You know, I might, you might say to yourself, well, we got to get there at 9, 30, 10 o'clock so we can be one of the first people in line to make sure we get a parking space. And then you start driving, you hit traffic, uh, you got to stop and get gas, kids got to use the bathroom, all these things that kind of hold you up a little bit more. And then the next thing you know, you're getting there at 1230. And when you're getting there, they're telling you, sorry, parking lot's full. Well, where am I supposed to park? I, I, I don't know. There's really nowhere else you can park because King Richard's Fair is kind of in the middle of nowhere. And there's been all this controversy and all these comments about, well, they should pave the parking lot so they can add more spaces. Then they can mark the spaces and know how many spaces they have so that they don't oversell. They should have uh, Edaville and use Edaville's lot and bus people back and forth and all of these ideas. But what they're not taking into account is that King Richard's Fair doesn't, own any of that. King Richard's Fair doesn't own the land that the fair is on. That land, is, is, as far as I know, unless things have changed, is all owned by John Deli Prescoli, who owns Edaville. And he leases it to the Shapiros and, and King Richard's Fair. So it's not their decision whether or not to pave that parking lot. It's not their decision whether or not they can use the Edaville lot. So there's a, you know, and, and John's been a good partner with them on things. I'm sure if they want to put these things into effect in the future, they can, but they can't just stop in the middle of the season and say, hey, let's go pave that parking lot so we can add five or six more spaces. But the meeting today at 8 a.m., the language of this is what I found interesting. Because the language of this is open to a lot of interpretation. Or, a lot, you know, what, what they decide to do in this meeting. Let me just give you the exact terminology here. They're calling it an emergency meeting of the Carver Select Board that will take place at 8 a.m. at the Carver Town Hall today, quote, to hear complaints about traffic, parking, and overcrowding conditions and determine whether to modify, suspend, or revoke common Victoriller and alcoholic beverage licenses. And it says that votes may be taken. So they could vote today to pull the Common Vic license for King Richard's Fair, which is what allows King Richard's Fair to sell food, everything from the giant turkey leg to popcorn. And they could also pull their alcoholic beverage license. They could modify, suspend, or revoke those licenses. Now, I would think that doing the last two, the latter two, suspending or revoking those licenses would be a huge disaster, not only for King Richard's Fair, because think of how much lost revenue that would be, but also for the town of Carver. King Richard's Fair brings people into Carver every weekend for two months. People who, yeah, they go to the fair, maybe they buy a turkey leg or 
you know, whatever else I get, the, the bread bowl of chowder or I'm trying to think of what else I've had there. But when the fair is over, they're going to McDonald's. They're going to uh, Mamma Mia's Pizza. They're going to some of these other places that are in Carver and, and giving them money. They're getting gas at Carver gas stations. They're going to Carver convenience stores. I'd say they're stopping at Erickson's for ice cream, but I don't know if Erickson's has finished their rebuild yet. Last I saw, they were still in the process. So there's, I think there's a couple of other ice cream places, though. But they're, So they're bringing revenue into Carver outside of the revenue generated and the taxes paid by King Richard's Fair. So I don't think that they want to have to do that. I think the real question here is they're looking at the way that this has been handled by King Richard's Fair on social media, and they're saying, are you taking this seriously enough? Because let's, we know how it works. Their Facebook page is probably being run. Actually, it is being run by their PR person. It says right on it that it's Julie Dennehy that's handling it because they have full transparency on their page as a, as a business. And so obviously she's not going to put every little detail out there in the comments. She's just asking for people that have a problem to email them and they'll work things out. And I can tell you, I don't know exactly how many people work with Julie, but I'm pretty sure it's just her. Maybe she has a couple of other people that kind of help her here and there, but she she works hard and she does a lot and she's usually very responsive if we have any questions or anything like that. So I I really do think this might be a scenario where there's one, maybe two people that are trying to respond to hundreds of emails and deal with hundreds of people. So yeah, you sent them an email and I know that you're upset because you haven't heard back within you know an hour of what they're going to do for you, but it might take them a little while to get back to you about this. But those who were commenting were saying, well, they're telling me I can transfer my ticket to another date and not have a refund, but I can't make another date. So I want a refund and they're not going to give me one. So I think that that's the kind of thing that the, the town is looking at. They want to see how much King Richard's Fair is taking that into account. And that's, that's an issue. Not just with King Richard's Fair, but with many small, local, family-owned attractions that are making the switch to this online ticketing system because people want to be able to buy tickets online. And they want to be able to buy tickets in advance rather than show up and wait in a line and not be able to get in. But we've seen these ticketing issues with specific dates and weather-related cancellations and all these things already come into play a stone's throw away from King Richard's Fair at Edaville. Edaville's dealt with this for the last couple of seasons. Waterwiz tried to do their annual, you know, sale where they put tickets on sale and they do a big, you know, whole thing for, for a day where you can get tickets online in advance and you pick your dates and... And you save significant money and all that. My mom does it every year. Buys tickets for all the kids and the grandkids. I don't go because I um, I have problems at the water park. Gotten hurt each time I've gone. So I just, <laughs> I'm just like, no, mom, I'm good that day. Thanks. Um, but they, you know, they tried to do this online tickets and that thing was a debacle this year. Then they ended up having another day to make up for it. And that was a debacle. So it's just the nature of these small staffs dealing with third-party companies and they don't really have a plan in place for when it doesn't work. Everything works out great when it works out great. But when it doesn't, 
there's not a lot of plans in place for how to get by that, how to get around that. So I think those are the kind of questions that the Carver Select Board has. We'll try to keep an eye on it. Again, it's happening at 8 a.m. this morning. I don't know. It's, I don't think it's going to be live streamed, but I'm going to keep an eye on the Carver TV page and the Facebook page for, for Carver's Cable Access. It does say it'll be available for viewing shortly after, so I'm going to guess that they will. This is probably something that they're going to try to upload as quickly as possible. Also, I think it's they had a revised agenda where they said that it was going to be about King Richard's Fair when they posted that on October 3rd, which was, what, Tuesday? And then they posted a revised agenda, I think yesterday or the day before that, where they said it's going to be about King Richard's Fair and then some other, well, you know, we'll discuss some other things related to these types of licenses. And I think that that might have just been to make it seem like they weren't just calling an emergency meeting for one particular business. And I think it says something like around 8.45, they expected to have that discussion. So I'm going to guess this whole thing is probably going to be wrapped up in less than an hour. And then if that's the case, it shouldn't take long for Carver TV to get it out there because people are going to want to know what happens as a result of this. And it could be nothing. It could be, hey, King Richard's Fair, you better come back, uh, you know, in the off season with a better plan. We're going to let you finish out the season, but just try to be, you know, try to be a little bit more helpful to people or whatever they might say. But the potential is there. You know, when you put something like votes may be taken, suspend or revoke, that may be insight into what the, the five-person Carver Select Board is thinking. So again, we'll keep an eye on that. If you haven't already purchased tickets to King Richard's Fair, maybe maybe just wait until like 9 a.m. till we find out what, what's going on before you do so. 508-996-0500. That's our number here. I'm going to take a break and we'll be back in a few moments. All right. We have a few moments here before we're going to go into the newsroom. Let's uh, take a, a phone call. Good morning. You're on WBSM. When I called back, I was planning, trying to get over the news. <laughs> uh, I didn't realize well, the you, break was that short. You got two and a half minutes. That's plenty of time. All right. Okay. All right. So I got a quick story about WaterWiz. Sure. You brought it up. Um, so uh, I don't usually... I don't usually um, ever ask for a military discount Any, anywhere I go. I don't usually do it. Um, my wife's always pushing me to do it. Oh, you should, you should, you should. This yeah, it's, your, it's your right to do it. Yeah, but I don't like doing it. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. Um, I found out from a buddy of mine that WaterWiz uh, gave military discounts. So you and your immediate family, if you have kids, you know, your wife, you all get into the park for free, Right. Which was great. We were we were utilizing it like I, I've done it for like four years in a row, five years in a row, right? Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, this year I call, and they reenacted that that military discount. Well, new said, new oh, owners this year. That's why. Okay, because I said I always I always saw the lady every year, same lady, kind of a older woman, kind of red hair, uh, always super nice to me. She even knew my name. I, I by my name. Because I, I, we've done it every year, you know what I mean? But then I call this year, this year, and I just why I call every year to make sure they're still doing it, you know what I mean? And I says, uh, you know, and she goes, oh, no, we, um, uh, no, it's actually $4 off every ticket now. And I was like, oh, all right. So I looked at the ticket prices, and I was like, yeah. I'm like, it's going to be like a hundred and something dollars, you know, for me and my two kids and my wife, you know? I'm like, I'm not paying that, you know what I mean, to go there. I said, we've, we've done it enough anyway. We did it enough anyways. 
That's, you know what I mean? But it was just the fact of going, getting into a water park for free. I was like, this, this, is, this is great, you know? That's why I, I'd uh, recommend if you do want to go back, pay attention for that day that they do those special sales. I mean, it's, to, yeah. it's, it's difficult to get through. I mean, my mom has been doing it for years and, like, you know, has to keep refreshing the page and has four computers yeah. going and all that, but it's, it's worth the savings. Well, I was going to bring up something else, but I'm not going to have enough time. Um, I'll I'll call you Monday, and we'll talk about it. Sounds good. You have a great weekend. All right, Tim. Take it easy. 508-996-0500. We will take more of your calls coming up. Callers, hang on. We will get to you when we come back from the news, and uh, we can talk more about this or whatever else is on your mind. Again, 508-996-0500. If you can't call in and hang on, you can always send an app chat message or an open line voicemail on the WBSM app. But right now, it is time to go into the newsroom with Ariel Dorsey. Former President Trump is reportedly thinking of visiting House Republicans in Washington ahead of next week's speaker election. Some Republicans say they support Trump being the next speaker of the House following Kevin McCarthy's removal. Trump this week said he'll do whatever is best for the country, but added he's focused on his presidential campaign. The mayor of New York City is telling reporters in Mexico that there is no more room in New York. Eric Adams is on a four-day trip through Latin America to talk with officials about immigration issues. Over 100,000 migrants have, have arrived in New York City since spring of last year. On Thursday, Adams told reporters in Mexico, our hearts are endless, but our resources are not. UAW President Sean Fain is expected to address union members today on the status of negotiations with the big three automakers. Fain may also announce more strike locations. Some progress has reportedly been made in contract talks with Stellantis and Ford Motor Company, with Ford making a significant offer that include a large pay raise. Parts of the U.S. are being told to watch out for dengue fever. The chief scientist with the World Health Organization said Thursday that mosquito-borne illness will take off this decade in Africa, South Europe, and the southern U.S. as warmer temperatures create the conditions for the infection to spread. NFL Hall of Famer Dick Butkus has died at the age of 80. The Chicago Bears released a statement from the Butkus family that said he died peacefully in his sleep overnight in his Malibu home. The linebacker spent his entire career with the Bears after being drafted by the team in 1965 and was named to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 1979. Prada is helping to design NASA's new astronaut moon suits. The high fashion company was chosen to work on the suits by Axiom Space, a private company that was awarded a NASA contract last year to modernize its astronaut suits. The Prada space suits will be worn on NASA's Artemis III mission in 2025, which will include the first female astronaut to land on the moon. In sports, the Patriots host the Saints on Sunday. The Bruins ended their preseason slate on a high note. Boston topped the New York Rangers 3-1 at Madison Square Garden. Boston ends the preseason 2-2-2 and and will begin the regular season on Wednesday when it hosts the Chicago's Blackhawks at TD Garden. The NBA preseason is underway. Boston begins its exhibition schedule Sunday night when it plays host to the Philadelphia 76ers at TD Garden. Now let's take a look at your local fo forecast. Today, cloudy this morning, then partly sunny with a slight chance of showers this afternoon. 
patchy fog this morning. Tonight, cloudy with a 30% chance of showers, patchy fogs after midnight, and lows around 60. I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's new stock station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. Stream WBSM live crystal clear with one touch. The WBSM app. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hi. I I heard you mention something yesterday, Tim, and I didn't really catch the whole gist of it. You were talking about, I don't know if you call it a meet and greet, where you were going to have WBSM meet, you know, some of the callers. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that planned or is it just something in the works? It's it's in the works. We're trying to get a location that works um, because I'm trying to do it. You know, a lot of places are like, oh, we have, you know, you can come by this night from like, you know, 9 to 11. And uh, no, like that's a little bit too late for some some of our audience, some of the people that want to come to this anyway. So and certainly for me. So uh, we're, we're trying to get a place that we can get from like 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. type of window where people can come and have maybe a drink or have a little light dinner or something. And they can kind of meet each other and, and mingle and mix and say, oh, yeah. And, and, and the fun part will be when they recognize each other by voice. You know, like, oh, you must be this person. That's what I was saying. I was like, hopefully people don't just say who they are. I was hoping people would guess. But um, I don't know where you've tried so far, but. Well, you try like the ice house or something because I know they have two separate rooms. Well, I mean, naturally, we want to work with some of our advertisers, you right. know, on this. So it's a matter of finding somebody who has a date that everybody here is available because, you know, we want to have everybody that's on the station be able to make it too. Right. And you shot so early now. Oh, okay. I just didn't know when you had mentioned it if you were saying when it was. And I was like, oh, I probably missed it. All right, then I'll keep my, you know, <laughs> All right. And, and as soon as we have it, we will let you know. And I, I'll probably uh, make sure I put an article up to at the website so that people can have that and, you know, mark it in their calendars and all that. Oh, okay. If I miss it, if I miss it announced, I always usually check the podcast. Okay. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Have, have a good, good day. day. Uh, 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Morning, Tim. How you doing? Good. How are you? Not bad. Uh, so I actually saw something that was very interesting yesterday. And it, and it and it's made me agree with somebody, an actual politician that I never agree with. So Matt Gates decided to voice his opinion on the speakership. And he said, I will reverse my motion to vacate the speakers, speaker of the house, uh, if Congress adopts this particular politician, a Democrat actually from California's rules. And those rules are term limits, no lobbying, no stock trading. And like another one. I was like, 
Well, I, I agree, literally, I agree with everything this dude just said. But my my skepticism came in when I was like, you know what, there's, there's such a low percentage of that ever getting accepted. Right, it's just posturing is, on his part. Exactly, like, oh, look, I tried. Well, you know, I tried. I tried. Yeah, I don't, I don't trust I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. But it, it was just like you said, it's probably just posturing where he knows it's not going to pass, and, and he can go to the leadership who wants to have him actually ousted from the Republican conference uh, and say basically, well, I, I tried to, you know, heal up the, the division that I caused, uh, but you guys didn't accept it. And, you know, now now we're just going to have to elect somebody else. And, and this guy, the, the Jim Jordan guy, he's just a tool. He, he is an absolute tool bag, dumber than a, than a bag of hammers. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, I've never, I've never been a fan, and that I know people are like, well, of course you're not a fan. He's a Republican, but I've, I've just right. never been a fan of. It, it, he just, I, I look at, like you can see the gears turning in his head, and you're like, they can keep turning, but they're not moving anything. <laughs> no, absolutely not. No, the, the whole thing is, is like, I, I, I wish we went back to the days where we elected politicians that weren't always trying to be so headline grabbing type of guys like everything they do has to be in the headline but in particular like matt gates right now he's trying to get into the headlines again you know back in the day you you rarely heard from your congressman they they kind of did the the daily work of policy making nobody makes policy anymore everybody tries to make headlines not policy and, and it's all about trying to get reelected. everything's just a perpetual re-election campaign even when you just got reelected, you just got to go get right back on the campaign trail, stay in the headlines so that nobody forgets you exist. And, you know, back in the day, it used to be, uh, you know, you, you heard from your congressman around election time. You heard from your congressman, you know, if there was a big event in the area, like a big project that just got completed. But the whole thing is, is that they got stuff done, you know, talking about like in the 80s, in the 70s. I don't remember the 70s, but. In the in the eighties, I started you know reading a little bit about it, and then the nineties, I kind of started paying attention a little bit, kind of from my father. Uh, but in reality, nobody really heard from you, and nobody tried to grab headlines. The only time you, like I said, the only time you heard from about your congressman is through the newspaper, through radio, or through like other other like events or whatever, like pamphlets. And people had trouble naming their own congressman, let alone, let alone being able to name, oh, I know I know the congressperson from, from Colorado. I know the right. congressperson from Georgia. I know the congressperson from Florida. You know, now yeah. it's they've it's become a, a, a bit of a personality cult. Yeah, that's all it is. It, it, it's it's terrible for our, for the country, but terrible, <clears throat> terrible for like politics in general. So mm-hmm. the fact that you got to go and, and try and grab all the headlines and be as bombastic as possible possible in order to, to, to stay you know in the forefront of, of the news cycle and it's in, ridiculous and in some cases it's because they don't know how to do the job that they've been elected to do so they can't actually do the work so if you can't do the work what do you do you grab the headlines i'm gonna i'm just gonna hold you hold you there because i gotta take a break you it, but you have a good day and if you want to call in and react 508-996-0500 but i am going to take a break right now we'll be back in a few moments Or a 
In 508-996-0500. Do you want some money? Do you want some money? It's not it's not my money. I don't have any money to give you. What's today? October 6th. I'm already waiting for the next paycheck. So I don't have any money to give you. But you know who does? Donald Trump. Your chance to win up to $30,000 of Trump's money with WBSM. You can't see them, but I'm doing radio air quotes when I say Donald Trump. But every day... Every weekday, we are putting out 10 codes a day. And when you get those codes, it's your chance to run on over to WBSM.com or the WBSM app. Go to the page for the Win Trump's Money Contest. Not app chat, not email, not contact us, but you got to go to the page for the Win Trump's Money Contest. And when you enter in that code, you will be entered to win $100. You'll also be entered to win the $30,000 grand prize. And there are some free entries available to you on WBSM.com and the app in the Win Trump's Money Contest. So if you haven't done those yet and you want to see how easy it is to, to be able to enter to win, go over there and check that out. We're going to have 10 codes for you today beginning at 8 a.m. From 8 a.m. through the 5 o'clock hour, 10 codes throughout the course of today. And then next week, Monday through Friday, we'll have 10 codes for you every day. And then that's it. That's all the money that air quotes, Donald Trump gave us. Minus, you know, the grand prize. So you're going to want to make sure that you start playing now. And I, hey, I know, I know you wanted to buy that Powerball ticket, right? Sure, do that. Spend your money on the Powerball ticket because it's free to try to win Trump's money. You're already doing the one thing you need to do in payment for entering that contest, and that is listening to WBSM. And why not do both, right? Win the Powerball jackpot, win Trump's money, and when you're done, you might you might end up with more money than Trump himself. I'm not I'm not even not even making a commentary here about him. I'm saying you could be setting yourself up for some pretty good return. Although think about this, right? Think about all the people that win these big jackpots in the lottery, and then you never hear from them again, right? And I've heard all the conspiracy theories about what happened, but really, you know, uh, Jose Matos used to tell me all about it whenever there was a big jackpot when I was uh, the co-host and producer of, of Money Matters. He always said that the problem is people that get all that money all at once 
and have never had it in their life, they don't know how to handle it. And rather than call a financial advisor and have them help them with it, they end up just trying to do everything themselves and they blow through all that money. It's like, you can blow through a billion dollars? He's like, oh yeah, you know, you can. If you don't know what you're doing. So just make sure that if you, if you, even if you win Trump's money, talk to somebody about how to best utilize it before you go on a, a shopping spree. I'd love to go on a shopping spree with $30,000, wouldn't you? Where would you go with it, though? If you could go to any store, which store would you go to? I'd probably go to, probably go to Best Buy if I was doing a third. You know, if you, if you could only go to one place. Obviously, it's $30,000 of your money. You can do whatever you want with it. You can go here and there and everywhere. But if somebody said pick one store to go do a $30,000 shopping spree, I think I would pick Best Buy. Yeah. Or I would go to somewhere where things, go to like the dollar store and be like, I'm just going to stay here forever now. I know it's $1.25 now, but 508-996-0500. Uh, the, again, the uh, plan for today is at 7 o'clock. We're going to be talking to uh, EPA Regional Administrator Dr. David Cash about some job opportunities coming up in New Bedford, some job training. And uh, then in the 8 o'clock hour, after the 8 o'clock news, we will talk with New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad. And today joining her will be Ward 6 Councilor Ryan Pereira. And we will talk with them about some things that have been going on in the city this week. We can talk about the voter turnout in the election. We can talk about the ongoing discussion about the supplemental budget that the councilors originally cut $8 million out of the budget back in June, and now the administration is trying to get a supplemental budget in to, to cover that. There was also something that went on this week at Trip Towers, so we can find out more about that as well. Let me take a quick phone call here before I got to take our final break of the hour. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hi, Tim. The way that the prices are going at the grocery store, I would just go to the grocery store. I'd go to the market. <laughs> I'd, like a, I'd like a shopping spree where I can just get a bunch of canned goods. Yeah, and maybe um, get a freezer, a home freezer, and put, like, all the, the meats and the perishables in the freezer, whatever can be frozen, because the way grocery prices are going, I think we're going to need the 30000 for, like, a weekly uh, expenditure. Yeah, buy that corned beef now, because who knows how much it's going to cost by St. Patrick's Day. Very frightening. Well, I mean, uh, maybe, uh, let, let's, just, let's, just, let's just say you won $30,000. What's the one thing that you would buy yourself, kind of like your, your, uh, your gift to yourself? I'm boring. I would get. I would put the money in the CD for my grandkids. Oh, that's fair. I I know somebody that won a big jackpot um, on a scratch ticket, and gave the took the money and split it between his two daughters. Because mm -hmm. he's like, you know, I, I I don't. I'm you know 80 years old. I have what I need. And he split the ticket and gave it to his two daughters. And then the next week, he won another big jackpot. Really? Wow. So it was almost like karma rewarding him for you know being selfless about it. Wow, I know this. I met somebody at my class reunion, and he's, you know, he had helped his children, like, buy homes and, you know, further their education and stuff, and he said he was planning to die after he spent his last dollar. <laughs> ah, well, that'll probably be my case. I'll, you know, yeah. uh, I mean, I'm, I'll probably have, like, 50 cents in my pocket when I go, but, and then first one to find me, you get it. <laughs> Bye. All right, have a good day. You too. And uh, that's, that's, we, I was having that conversation because, you know, last week I went to a, a wake and um, I was having that conversation with my parents because they're like, you know, we, we need to formalize things of what we want. And I'm like, you know, I, we all should, 
I'm 45, but I should still have a final plan. And I said, but let me just go on the record and say, I don't care what happens. Like, I'm done. You can do whatever you want with me. Throw me in the dumpster if you want. Toss me out at sea. Although I did find out all the rules about that, and it's a little more complicated than I think my family would want to go through. They're like, man, we got to rent a boat and go that far out. Now, he said we could just throw him in the dumpster, so let's just do that. No, you can't do that. That's not legal. But I, I have no, I, I have very little final plans. But I did say, and I've said this repeatedly to everybody, my son, my ex-wife, my parents, everybody. If you do decide that you want to have a wake for me, I don't want to be laying down in a casket with everybody standing up and crying over me. I want you to have me standing up, leaning on like a, a, a column, like a pillar, like a little flat top table pillar have me like leaning on that instead of a suit get me a, a tux with a top hat and, and tails and a cane maybe a monocle and set it up as a selfie station I want everybody to take one last selfie with me because I think that'd be a great way for everybody to remember me I'm serious I know I know this is um, it sounds like I'm making a mockery of, of, of the grieving process but I think I think that that would be a way to remember me in the best way possible and then when I don't want, uh, if you're going to bury me, which is, I guess, okay, if that's what you want to do. I'd really like to go into Burial Hill in Plymouth, but they haven't allowed anybody buried in there since the 60s. But if I had to go into the ground somewhere, I don't want a service. I don't want, you know, prayers. I'm not a religious person. If it would comfort the people that are there, fine. But uh, you can just put me out there, have people stand over, play Kite by U2, and then everybody can go home. Although they will have to have a bereavement party with lots of sandwiches because that's the only proper way to, to remember me. 508-996-0500. We'll be right back. All right. We are just about out of time for this hour, but we will come back in the next hour. We will talk to Dr. David Cash, the EPA regional administrator. And uh, then after that, we'll take more of your phone calls at 508-996-0500. And of course, we'll have the counselors on later on as well. Uh, the big meeting at 8 o'clock, though, in Carver to discuss King Richard's Fair. And someone made the point on Facebook uh, under the story where if, you know, it, it's not really a huge punishment to take away their common Vic license and their alcohol sales license. I mean, it would still, it would cripple how much money they bring in, but they'd still be allowed to stay open. But my question to that would be, who would go if they didn't have... For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.